Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we live through 2021. So, boys, 2021, were we scared? By movies. <laughs> well, just in general, by yes. movies, whatever. Yeah, yeah by both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By all of it. Big time. Well, like, we, so we've, this is our second year of doing Scaredy Boys. 2020, we're like, were we scared? Oh, 100%. Obviously, we had a fucking pandemic, rah, rah. Yeah. And then 2021 turned out to be a carbon copy of 2020. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, scared, but also just weary, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just... so tired. <laughs> scared <laughs> and tired and... Yeah, that's it. Really. But we're in person recording this episode. That's which fantastic. Is which is really fucking yeah. lovely. Which, again, I think we said that at the last year's <laughs> year in review. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, scared, yes. And then so, movie-wise, I was definitely scared by our movies this year. So, as you guys remember, last year we said, all right, we need to up the ante a bit. We'd been a bit soft on ourselves. Yeah. Yep. And so, we did. We did up the ante a bit and we watched some cookers. So, let's let's jump straight into our next question, which is scariest movie we watched this year. Um. So I've got a couple of honourable mentions. Oh, good. And then, uh, so I've, for, for the categories we've got here, I've got honourable mentions. I also want to make a mention of Cooked, which is not scary, okay. but is like slightly different. Yeah, right. So um, the honourable mentions for scariest were, were obviously Conjuring 2. Yeah. I could have put one in there, but I think thinking about it, 2 scared me more. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Um, just because that fucking nun yeah. was, was scarier. And of course, the other honourable mention was As Above, So Below, which we've discussed as being just awful. And I'm so sorry. That like almost that. from start to finish. Like, yeah. 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 Um, but for me, the scariest movie, um, and it was the scariest movie the last time I saw it, and it might be the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. And the answer is The Woman in Black. Could I just say this? Yeah. I've also written down three. Yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All three are the same. Yeah. And I couldn't really pick which one came on top, but I think Woman in Black was. Yeah. We said at the time it was the scariest thing. Right. We were away together. I think the setting of where we watched oh, it yeah. was scary as well, and that yeah. added to the we're whole literally thing. on an island for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah. Um, the fact that I had seen it previously, I was scared by the fact that I had like put all of it into my egg and yes. forgotten it. <laughs> that frightened me. <laughs> That's was, scary yeah. for two layers. They're yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like, what else don't I know that I know? It's terrifying. I think it's also like it's got a lot of jump scares. Yeah. yeah. There, but none of them are unearned. 
They all feel earned. The oh, atmosphere yeah. is terrifying, but I think the thing that elevates it even more is that there is no closure at the end of that movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. Conjuring 2, they win. As above, so below, they win. Good yeah. Call. You know what Good makes call. it even more frightening when I look back on it is that I don't particularly... I don't really like Daniel Radcliffe's character. Mm. Like, he's fine. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not attached to him in the way that I am to, like, a Patty Wilson in Conjuring. No. So... Like, technically, it shouldn't be as effective on me because I don't have that, oh, fuck, I hope nothing bad happens to right. him. I'm genuinely, I watch that and I'm just worried about myself. Yes. And how scared I it's am. Purely so that's a powerful a experience. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The experience of watching this movie is terrifying. Yeah. Rob. In fact, I didn't even consider Haunting of Hill House, which yeah. we did for small screen scares. Chuck that in as well because that's mm. terrifying. But that is the opposite of Woman in Black in that you're so fucking invested in yeah. every character. Every character, so yeah. Them, them getting terrorized hurts your heart. Yeah. Whereas this doesn't. So how fucking scary is it? It's just yeah. fucking scary. It's, it's fucked. It's the the presence of her, the the drip feeding of all of the awful things in the town. Mm. The like, I think the fact that it's not so much that she's like a monster or a ghost. Yeah. She is a like disease that is over this entire right, time. right. Like she's. Ugh. God. They've lost. Like, feeling sick all, just thinking about all it. of them are fucked. Like everyone in that town is broken because of one woman. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I read the book too since we watched it. Mm. Uh, the movie's far more scary yeah, for me, yeah, anyway. Yeah. But the book is just like unrelentingly sad. Yeah. You get okay. to the end of it and you just feel like shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's the movie. Probably. That's yeah. the movie. You never forgive, never forget. Yeah. Boys. Yeah. Well, I, I also had one movie. I just had one movie on my list, which was Woman in Black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I th- just then you saying that about the Dan Rand character about mm. like you kind of don't care for him, but I think there's an I think part of it is because he's actually pretty, pretty fucking blasé a lot of the way through, right? He yeah. he's not getting yeah. scared, which I don't know what that is about it, but it's like it's almost like the Hitchcock thing where it's like. It's not terror, but it's like you've got the bomb under the table. Suspense, maybe. Yeah. yeah. You've got the bomb under the table, but the two people dining at the table don't know about it. But yeah. we, the audience, know about it. Yeah. It felt a bit like that. Yeah. But instead of suspense, it was terror. Like, we were feeling the terror he should have been feeling, both for the setting and then for us. Because our fucking protagonist is clueless. He's yeah. doing nothing up here. Yeah. yeah. If, if he had reacted in a more, what I would say, natural way, <laughs> right. that is to be terrified. Yeah. That movie might have killed us. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Man. It's, it's powerful. It nearly did kill us. Yeah. I the fact I've had to watch it twice. Yeah, it's like you saying when you your lead up to like it scared me last time I watched it. It's got a, I'm like I can't believe you've watched this more than once. That blows my mind. I never I'm not going to watch it a third time. Good. I just don't. It's just it's it's so scary. Yeah. yeah. And and I think and I think it's scarier the second time because I know when the jumps are coming. Yeah. yeah. And I was talking to someone about this the other day. And it's like mm. knowing when they come doesn't act, it makes them, I think, worse. Yeah. Unexpected jump scares, bad. Jump scares mm. I know are coming, 100% worse. Yeah, but it's that part two of like, oh, you know it's coming, but you can't 100% I, remember yeah, the exact yeah, It happens around it. now. Like, because <laughs> we both had that thing. Yeah. We saw, I think, a chair start creaking and Oof. we looked at each other and we're like, Something fucked is definitely coming. I can't quite remember exactly what. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, have to add to it. Obviously, like we said, the experience of watching this uh, at the island for our was retreat. But And I, we said this in the episode, but me watching with the two of you, awesome. I, I would love to know what my experience of this watching at home where maybe I would have allowed myself a few more distractions. I didn't have two cunts whispering. Oh, my yeah. God. What's going to oh, This yeah. is a bad bit. Is that, well, that's sort of rubbish. You didn't have yeah. someone sitting next to you just every now and again just like looking up at the ceiling. You know, yeah, the yeah. My <laughs> gut falls away because I know something bad's about to happen. So, yeah. Oh, easily, easily scariest movie. I think we watched 100%. Um, yeah. When I saw the, the most cooked, which I I wanted to sort of talk about mm. as an honourable mention as part of most scariest, but uh, The Wailing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I completely yeah, forgot about that. Easily one of the weirdest, cookedest 
scary films I've seen. Yeah. Highly recommend. Sticks with you. Mm. Tom Walker fucked us up. Yeah, yeah. That was early. the first of the year. That was early, too. Yeah, I think that was the number one of the year, yeah. Yeah, we went Wailing, Conjuring, Conjuring 2, Ghost Watch. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck we should now. be dead. Yeah. That's why we we earned the back half of the year. True, true. <laughs> yeah, so for me, As Above, So Below yeah. would be right up there with Woman in Black. Sure. I'm curious to know if we'd watched it together, what the vibe would have been. Because yeah, for me, okay. that was horrible. I actually yeah. thought I'd be okay. Because like you said, Damon, when you're at mm. home, you can kind of be like, oh, I can look at, you know, I can look at the ceiling. I can look at my phone. Right. Can, you know, if I have to, I can turn the volume down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, give or, yourself those allowances yeah. that you wouldn't do when the three but of us are together. It was like just relentless fucked shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Fucked me up big time. I think it was what was so powerful about that one as well. It was it was a genuinely interesting movie. So yeah. I didn't want to stop watching. Like, no. I wasn't bored. I was yeah. just terrified. But it also had gripped my attention to the point that- tricked you a bit because it's kind of like, oh, do you like Indiana Jones? Do you like National right, Treasure? Right. Here you go. And you think, oh, yeah, it's a little cool. touch of that. Yeah. It's because it's got the usual sort of puzzle solving yeah, yeah. sort of stuff. And you're like, oh, cool. You're leaning in. And then fuck. Yeah. yeah. You get destroyed. You're it's like, a great oh, combo. Let's, let's solve some puzzles. The puzzles are hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> I'll never watch it again. No. Oh, would I? I might, weirdly. Mm. I've thought If I was to introduce it. it to somebody who I generally thought would love it, I would probably take that bullet because I do think it's a really well-made movie. Yeah, okay. See, the only person who I think would love it would be my girlfriend and she's already watched it. <laughs> watch as it well again. as she made me watch it. <laughs> I think Conjuring 2 probably would be number one because mm. it's terrifying, like, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But it just ends on such a beautiful note. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. it kind of fills your heart with joy a bit. And yeah. so my lasting memory of it is that was spooky as fuck, but it was quite sweet. Mm. And maybe I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. And also Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also yeah. very well made. Oh, incredible. Both of them. Yeah. Very well made. Gorgeous yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Woman in Black wins. Oh, in a in a canter. Yeah. 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 In an absolute revenge canter. <laughs> All right. Then I'll go to best movie we watched this year um would you like me to jump in tom you go mate the mummy uh, yes 2017's <laughs> the mummy baby Five why did time. i go what uh. genuinely i did not see that coming i wish i'm, I'm what a fucking idiot <laughs> i looked at our list obviously just scanned completely over that one because oh, i'm like well mate. that's not even a contender How did you not think that was gonna come bloody up? hell it's a good time between good friends yeah five stars what's, what's it like when your life is the fun section oh it's five star time my life is not the fun section right <laughs> uh, what a fun time this. Um, in all seriousness. Though. Yes, thank you. 2017 <laughs> Sorry, for Tom. <laughs> uh, I'd Probably the best one we watched, Exorcist, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. I think it's a yeah, brilliant yeah. film. It fucks me up. I don't like to think of Every now and then I mm. think about it. It's, I think it's creeping around. It's lurking in my brain. It's not quite in the egg yet, but yeah. it's hovering around the egg. Yeah. I think um, the guy who played the lead, I can't remember the actor's name. Right. That's one of the best performances I reckon I've ever seen in yeah, a film. Fair. I think about so it quite good. often. Yeah. So good. Um, and it was a good ep- I had fun talking to Alexi about mm. it. He was fucking great. His passion for it. Mm. Yeah. I, I, it's probably... It's up there with the most well-made films we've seen. Yeah. Another sure. one that we saw in cinemas. Uh, I loved A Quiet Place too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The more yeah. I think about that, the more I'm really keen to rewatch that. Yeah. yeah. Especially like it, it's got the burden of a sequel, which yeah. is like it's one of the hardest things to pull off for a, for a franchise. And it does. It like it does. It's just like, fuck. Yeah. It, it takes everything up. It doesn't detract anything from mm. the it, It's a natural progression of story. Yeah. It, it expands in the right way. expands yep. the characters in the right way. Yep. Still scary as all fuck. Yeah. And again, once once again, another horror movie where man is yeah. the worst thing of all. Yeah. <laughs> Scoot, you son of a bitch. He <laughs> He's a piece of shit. He sucks. In everything. 
In, in, yeah. I've never seen him play a good character. Yeah. Uh, but always does it well. No, that's not true. I think he's an okay character in the film Monsters. Argo. Do, do you think he's just the sweetest man in yeah, real life? He's a bit of a dick, I think. He's a bit of a dick in Argo, but he's not terrible. I think. Yeah. I think. I reckon he's one of those people. Yeah, like he seems like he's a great guy. Mm. It's like Ben Mendelsohn always plays pieces of shit, right? Or characters who are pieces of shit adjacent. Yes. Yeah. I have a couple of honourable mentions, yeah. please. Crimson Peak. Yeah, that yeah. made my short list. Part yeah. of that too was that it surprised me. Yeah. yeah, we talked about this when we did the app. I think we expected because we'd seen the reception to it when mm, it came out. It was mm. a bit forgotten. We thought, oh, it'll probably be okay. Yeah. The style will be interesting because it's yeah. Del Toro. Yeah. And we watched it. It was fucking incredible. It's yeah. a great movie. It's nearly a five-star movie. In fact, on a rewatch, it's probably copping a five. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, loved and very keen for a rewatch as well, which oh, is rare to yes. say about any of the movies we yeah. watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Fright Night, the original. Oh, yes. yeah. What a great time that what was. What a fucking great film. I think we watched a couple of... Fantastic vampire movies this year. Yeah. yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Man. <laughs> uh, and I nearly put that number one for the year. Oh, hey. the classic film. You know what, Sean? I can't believe you didn't get behind it. I think I need to That hurt it. me a lot. I think I need to rewatch yeah. it, Sean. I mm-hmm. think I need to have another go at it and I need to be in the Did right. you get it one star? I think I did. Yeah. That's fucked for you. <laughs> yeah. You must have been having a bad day. I think I was. Yeah. Maybe I was burnt out. Possibly, I think I need to rewatch it with the with the intentions that it yeah deserves. intention. Oh, that's the thing. I don't know. I think maybe because even kind of you had like talked it up and a bit. You'd seen it yeah. before, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. So I think I don't think I expected it to be such a cooker. Like I mm. thought it was generally just going to be a serious vampire movie. Oh yeah, if you and go, it is not yeah. serious. If you watch it again, knowing that it's campy, it's yeah, corny, it's yeah. completely Hopkins over the top. Just gives two thousand percent. Beautiful filmmaking, and that there's almost no CGI or anything. It's all in camera. Very trips. impressive, yeah, very it's, impressive. Capola just fucking going for it. Yeah, right? just loving them. Um, yeah, yeah, ridiculous acting, accents all over the shop. Yeah, have a few drinks, and you would enjoy that film. I reckon, yeah, that's the thing. Look, next Skate Boys Retreat, we might yeah. cop a rewatch. Yeah, yep. the last one for me, not not really a horror one. It was a bit of a cheat because it's a chaser for us. But Treasure Planet <laughs> is a joy. arguably the a greatest joy. film of all time yeah. outside of Loch Ness. Yep. How are those letters going? Uh, I'm working going? on the letters. Okay. I've forgotten. It's been a few months no, now. Don't worry. Uh, no, I'll send them for Christmas. Okay. Um, <laughs> send them for Christmas. Are we, are we accepting that they'll be uh, electronic letters rather than- That's uh, completely yep. fine. That's, I, just, I'll take I looked Because I did look into it. That's going to be the easiest way to track these people down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting a physical um, address is not going to- If anyone remembers your who I promised letters to, that would be great. I know it was to Ron. And yeah. Chris. No. Chris? No. No, never mind. All right, I'll listen back to the app. I'll I'll do my work. Okay, good boy. I'll I'll get the letter together. Yeah. Yep. All right, Tom. What were your best uh, of? So I had a couple of similar honorable mentions. Yeah. The Exorcist one, just because I think it is probably one of the best. It sounds ridiculous because mm. everyone's always like, it's one of the best. It's a great film. It's one of the best ones ever made. And you're like, it can't be. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so good. It's In so, every way. It's so scary. Mm. So that is up there. Um, the original Fright Night. Again, horny and beautiful, and I love Chris Sarandon <laughs> so much. I, I might rewatch that every year. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's fantastic. Um. The other one, uh, Werewolves Within. Oh, yeah, I watched right. that twice this year, and I just really love it. Yeah. I love the whole vibe. It's fun. It's not that scary. Mm-mm. It's just my favorite vibe of... I have two kinds of vibes of movies that I like, which is someone makes a mistake over here, mm-hmm. and it fucks up a bunch of people over here, and they never meet. The Fargo um, vibe. Fargo vibe. Yeah. Uh, or the vibe of a bunch of people who hate one another being forced, <laughs> your yeah, knives yeah. out type situation. Right, right. Great film, five yeah. stars. Uh, but my winner, the best movie that we've watched this year, mm. filmmaking, execution, story, the way it is told, the way it is put together and the best export Australia has ever produced in Lake Mungo. Yeah. I think it's, I think it, oh, I think it's maybe my favourite horror film. Oof. Yeah. And I think it's my favourite horror film 
my favorite Australian film. If I if Letterbox allowed you to have a top five, I think it would be in it there. would get in there. Yeah, it's okay. just it's not a like it's not a joyful film at all. But mm. it's just it's one of the most realistic portrayals of grief, and it's it's just a bittersweet, beautiful ghost yeah. story. Like it's not like it has. The the scary factors mm. terrifying. The sequences on the at the at, at the lake and the post credits awful smash cut of yeah yeah what she saw basically right terrifying. But then yeah, just the, the performances from the family, this teasing out of this mystery and it just being like, no, ghosts are real. Mm. They don't move on. We do. Yeah, mm. it's yeah. like that's heartbreaking. That, yeah. Bittersweet is an interesting definition for this movie. Yeah, I think. Well, because the family get closure. But, yeah, that's where the sweet comes so from. So they, yeah. they, they learn to move on and you have that powerful moment of, I'm leaving the house, Alice isn't here anymore. Mm. And no, but she is. She very much is. She's just yeah. stuck I, there now. I can't believe how many times you've watched it. Mm. I'd watch it again. I might. Because I won't. I won't watch it again. You know? No. So, well, my, my again, I, I think we actually, we were treated to some genuinely wonderful movies this year. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is like the joy of Scary Boys that I'm going to watch these movies. Mummy 2017 isn't a demo. That is not on my list. <sighs> that is not on the list. His voice is saying that, but his eyes are saying uh, something else. Saying, yeah. Look, all I know is that I'm holding a deck of cards right now, and it has five stars on the back. Yeah, as a picture of the mummy. Picture of the mummy. Tom so, Cruise is the mummy hey, look, with five stars. I know that when we finish recording, we're planning to watch a heartwarming Christmas film. We could watch the Mummy. Let's stick with the Christmas right. film. Mm-hmm. So I look. I had I had Crimson Peak on there because it was just yeah, yeah unexpected, wonderful. Had like Mungo on there because again, it just sort of stuck with me. And I think it's quite a clever film in a lot of ways because you never, you don't know what it is until it's actually all done. Mm, yeah. You keep thinking you know what it is and then it flips it and it flips it again. And like, but it still is also maintaining it knows exactly what it is. It knows. I just don't know because I'm coming in with too much expectation. Yeah. And so it is actually solid all the way through, but my expectations keep getting reverted and reverted again. So I'm, and it really like, yeah, it's like almost like it tells a few different stories in a singular story, you know, in a way, you know. Yeah, it's really yeah. clever filmmaking. It's, it's incredible, and again, never made another one. No, like uh, just because had to, it, had to get that out of him, and that was it. Right, but that's what art is for. That's what movie making is for. Like, I kind of love that. That's literally like he'd suffered a loss, and this was what came out of it, and then walked away. And then my last one on the short list was one that you guys actually haven't mentioned yet, which is Ghost Watch. Yeah, for oh, yeah. similar for reasons sure. to Mungo, where it was. I, or, I mean, similar style in that it was like a mockumentary, I guess you could call it. But also, again, it just, it I was really impressed. It wasn't what I expected. It was even like going in, knowing the story behind it, it still was so scary and so uh, efficient in what it was doing. Like, yeah, it just really like stuck yeah. with me. And then a lot of the emails we got this year have been people who watched Ghost Watch. Some people who watched it originally when it first oh, came yeah. on, which is great to hear. And then a lot of people who've been introduced to it through us, which we really we should just thank Shanks for because I was not it was not on my radar. Yeah. Um, and who loved it? Same thing. They're just like, holy crap! Like, how did they get away with this? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, they didn't. <laughs> no, no. Right. <laughs> was big consequences. Yeah, there was a massive. <laughs> yeah. The 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 idea I think Shanks was saying when he was on the episode that the creator had to go on like the sunrise morning right. and show and apologize to. I'm England. okay. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. just yeah, huge, wild, wild times. All right. Uh, next question is: Let's give a little update on our relationship to horror. So we're two years into Scary Boys now. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, what are we thinking? How's your relationship to horror changed? I seek it out more, but I still hate it. Do you seek it out more? Uh, to a degree. Is yeah. that just because of who you're dating? <laughs> <laughs> Part, yeah, yeah, look. But also, I'm, I think what has happened is while I'm still terrified of it, I'm realizing there are elements of horror that I love. Yeah. And so when I see a film that's like, this is going to be fucked, but it's going to have these elements in it, I go, oh, yeah. 
I like I like I like a bit of weird folk horror, you yeah, know, your Wicker yeah. Man kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and just I like a, a ragtag group of people who are forced to kind of deal with this. Like I like I like horror movies that are about friendship or about family mm. or about something. And so it's changed because I'm seeking out stuff. Yeah, but I'm seeking out stuff outside of movies. Like I've played a bunch of horror games this year. Right. Um, hated all of them. <laughs> horror books. Uh, well, yeah, heaps. Yeah. Oh, Sean, you've hit the horror books hard yeah, this year, bro. Period, particularly right. I read like six of them in a row, and I had to have a break. And, and like full on else. horror, not like yeah, not like a sideline of horror. You if, went hard. <laughs> if anyone's interested, the f- most fucked one I read is called "The Fisherman" by John Langan. I, I bought it the other way. Did you buy it? Okay, yeah. I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm going to lend it to you, Damon. I want you. Both. I don't know if I want you to. <laughs> it's, it, I haven't. I haven't stopped thinking about it since oh, I read it, God. and I reckon I read it three months ago. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Would it make a very good film? Oh. Could you get away? Maybe not. You could do it as a film. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a weird one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you'll understand when you read it. Oh, I don't it's, know if I, I feel like I have to. This is like Hill House all over again. Yeah. Last year I was like, I don't want it, but I have to. I, I want to. I, I originally got drawn into reading it just because of some reviews I saw. Right. Which was basically like, it's not like jump scares. It's not that sort of thing. It'll just worm its way into your brain. Oh. And by the end of it, it'll just fucking destroy you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, mission accomplished. Fuck. And you're suggesting to pass this experience. Well, on. I just think, yeah, it's it's actually that good. It's a, yeah. it's a genuine five-star book. Okay. Yeah. People right. should read I it. Have to now. Like, yeah. I'm scared to read his other stuff. <sighs> yeah. It's on my little, like, watch list to buy. <laughs> and, yeah, I'll eventually will because it's so fucking good. Yeah. I think on that too, though, is we're finding... Authors, or we're finding mm, yes. writers like Creators, I probably yeah. wouldn't have been as excited and gone out to watch Midnight Mass had yeah. we've not watched Mike Flanagan's other stuff and been like, oh, I actually fucking like yeah. Flan Man. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I really like that's it. what he's doing. So you know, we're watching classics like like The Exorcist, mm, which mm. I wouldn't have probably watched. No, no, like, I probably would have. Live my whole life never watching. <laughs> I got to rewatch the Mummy with my good friends. <laughs> like you know, and, yeah. and and I think we're finding stuff that's like. People Under the Stairs. Mm. I would never have just watched that movie ever in my life. I'm glad I did. That movie was fucking insane. That was wild. Yeah, Yeah, look, I think so too. I think think it's arguably even a little bit fair to say we have taken a teeny tiny step towards our bravery badge. I don't we're very many, many steps away from achieving mm, it. We've actually we, we've actually well we'll get to that in a minute. But I do think like the the amount that like I said for best movie of the year I actually had a hard time because I enjoyed so many of them. And that could have been our selection. Or it could be that I'm there's I'm I'm same as you Tom. I'm finding those moments in horror, those certain tropes and certain things that work for me. So yeah I'm still scared because that I can't imagine that ever going away. But I'm I'm enjoying it. And like you said, like looking forward to it. Like looking at the slate next year, Nightmare Alley, very excited for. Black Phone, very excited for. Jordan Peele has another one coming out called Nope. Yeah. So straight away, I'm like, oh, I know it's going to kill me, but I also know I'm going to like, I want to, I just like, so like I've definitely never felt that emotion towards horror before where I'm like looking at horror movies like Black Phone. It's got that fucking mask on the, on the poster. I hate it. I've got to watch it. Like yep. it's of that level. I mean, it helps again because of the creators behind it. We've got Joe Hill, we've got Cargill, we've got Derrickson. So knowing these creators are going to like haunt me, but also give me something to really like enjoy. Yeah, it has definitely my relationship with horror has changed. That's completely new. That's never been experienced before. I think I don't know about you guys, but I think I get why people become obsessed with it. Like, I, right. I think I get why you know the like your Alexis cat. Like right. People we know yeah, yeah. Who love horror. I get it. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I am not any braver. No. But no. I get it because yeah. it, you fall into it and there's so many interesting people and people are doing weird stuff and 
there's like such a diverse ray of weird, strange movies mm. that you can kind of find anything. It might not be amazing. It yeah. might be made for like 20 cents and it shows, but <laughs> it's something different. Yeah, yeah. I think you get to see fun stuff like that. Like maybe I appreciate Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies after seeing <laughs> Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did for sure. Yeah. 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 Right? Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think horror is like the end of the pool where the lifeguard's not watching, so you can kind of just do whatever you want. Like, yeah. it really just, it is for whatever reason, it's the genre where people can just do things like Lake Mungo and, and it gets okay, it can, they can make it on a dime and you've got something that is so unique and interesting and yeah. Very- yeah. As a genre, it doesn't have the MCU fatigue. No. Where, yeah, true. Or the Disney, or Disney really. Right. Um, well, Disney yeah. are going to make a horror film. No, and that's no. great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine yeah. they start buying up horror studios. Jesus, it just wouldn't happen. No, if it did, it would be terrible. Oh, yeah, I can't see because we're Universal. But then there big. would be little ones that would shy away from Disney and continue to make fucked shit. Right. That's the great thing about the genre. Yeah, it's my favorite genre in fiction. Mm. Hasn't got there yet in movies. No, that's yeah, too, I don't know if we're there yet in that's movies. That's too fucked. But that's yeah, a- I appreciate it more. I think I'm still just as much of a coward though. Oh, yeah, 100%. and I, I, I look. I know the specific type of film that I'm desperate to avoid. And it's anything that goes underground. Right. I don't want to do it. I still think about The Descent too much. And As Above, So Below nearly killed me. I don't want to do claustrophobic underground stuff. And having said that aloud, we're probably going to have to now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else there is though. That's no. good. I'm happy to hear that. But this is how you know you're still a scaredy boy. Oh yeah. Like the yeah. amount of times I felt fear watching movies was huge. Like oh. I was afraid a lot. So yeah. yeah, still. Can we talk a little bit about a trend that I have noticed just looking over the two seasons of this show? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's up, man? We burst out of the blocks. <laughs> we go well, out last year. We're in, very in good review, over the first hundred. Yeah, <laughs> in our review last year, we talked about how we went pretty hard early and then we sort of trailed off to feel good. You know, yeah. Give ourselves a bit of a lift. We'd done too, we'd gone too hard. We'd gone too hard. COVID had happened, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So yeah. I looked at last year in the first season and I reckon roughly we watched 10 or 11 legitimately fucked yeah. spooky movies. Yeah. And I wanted to compare it to this year. Yep. And this year we did about the same. Ten legitimately like like woman in black stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And most of it was all in the front half of the year. Right. Four of them we talked about before were in the first month. We front loaded we, it. We front loaded again. <laughs> there has still been some fucked shit, but we have yeah, we've we've watched some lighter stuff in the back half of the we year. We definitely have. Well, I even got um <laughs> so you're not wrong, and I'd kind of noticed the same trend too. We like we went a bit easy on ourselves. But we got an email from a, a listener, Joanna, who basically came out of the blocks and said, all right, boys, enough of that. <laughs> and her email was basically scolding us for having watched too many easy movies. Okay. All um, right. Like, look, I can't argue with it because it's there. Comedy horror is still horror. Comedy horror is still horror. That's what I said. It's in the title. Hey, and yes. we, we can still do those. Yeah. But maybe, maybe we need to bump those numbers up a bit. Fuck, those man. are rookie numbers, man. They are, that's true. You know, yeah. If this if this was Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, we wouldn't be clo- we wouldn't be getting coffee. No. Preseason <laughs> training's over. Yeah, we're ready for the big leagues. I think we're two. This will be our third year. Yeah. yeah. Often they say, you know, a new footy player, couple of years to develop. By their mm-hmm. third year, yeah. you know if they're in or not. I think we need to go hard next year. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe and maybe sprinkle it out a bit. Do you need to promise ourselves though mm. that we're going to watch for this in case it happens again? Yes, the okay. front loaded thing, and then the back half that just yeah. uh, 
Just a casual glide down to Christmas. Which yeah. is hilarious because you hit Halloween. Yeah. yeah. And then and, we go and really we, we ease the <laughs> foot off the brake. Mm. I think... Foot on the brake. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Off the exhaust. We're out of the car. <laughs> we're pulled over. It hit October and we're like, yeah, yeah I'm Inside, walking. next to the fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watching Paddy. I'm having a nap. <laughs> we're baking scones together. <laughs> Paddington 3 comes out next year, right? Does it? I hope so. Oh, if it does, okay. We're allowed to do that, surely. If it, it does. Paddington 3 is like, that's what's going to push us in the second half because that's our like end of year oh, chaser. a reward. Yeah. Just on chases, we haven't done Paddington 2 on the show. Oh, we've got to do I that. I know we've watched it a million times. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy to do it. Got to share that with Happy people. to do it. Just in case they don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, so on next year, we've actually already kind of set ourselves up to try to go for it. We have. Yes, we have. We have dubbed it the year of fear. Fuck, I regret it. We don't, we don't take that lightly. <laughs> no. no. No, we do not. We are all about honouring our... Uh, well, mostly. <laughs> what, what the fuck am I talking about? But no, yeah. it's the year of fear. We're going to be feeling fear for the year. Not for the first six months of the year. No. Not in the first three months. We're going to feel first it for the six, whole year. First four. First four months we, <laughs> we cruise it. I think if we have at least... No, let's go whole year. No, no, but... 15 if, seconds of courage. Whole year. Oh. Sign a contract right now. <laughs> Quick, give me the pen. I think year of fear and I think... But also, we've got to have some fun ones in there too. Of course, just yeah. don't back them all in the back end. Right, know? we actually trickle, need to trickle out. <laughs> some Kush in the in the early parts of the year. Yeah, yeah, well, that was part of our problem. Like we saved Kush to the end of the year. We might have to do the original Evil Dead's for some fun throughout Oof, the year okay, next year. Yeah, yeah, and you know, just balance that out by maybe boys, maybe. Hmm. A bit of midsummer. Oh, mate, let's not. Okay, like, year of fear. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. We said year <laughs> of fear, mate. Gone. Not year of fucking Sean and Damo die. Yeah. Uh, no, I think my some... girlfriend brings up midsummer a lot. Still. She is so disgusted. In 2022, she might leave me if we don't watch. That. <laughs> that's that's where I'm willing to go because we're not going to watch. It. <laughs> Can't let Sean be single run. in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, boys. I think the year of fear. It's on. Yeah. yeah. Can I just quickly say? I'm sure I've said this on the show. We talk about Midsummer a lot. Mm. I'm far more terrified of Hereditary. Oh, than Midsummer. I, yeah, not even. Yeah. Almost doesn't compare. Yeah. Like yeah. I reckon I can handle Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. I reckon you can. I too. just don't want to. Yeah, no, yeah. fair enough. Hereditary. I don't want to go near it ever. No, that's a cursed movie in no, my no. head. We've got we've got a lot of recommendations. Like the list of movies we've we've been recommended is huge. Yeah, okay. There is obviously a bunch that will kill us. It's time to. Maybe, to watch those okay. maybe maybe pull Listen. the band-aid off. All right. In the spirit of Year of Fear, yeah. can I make a controversial suggestion? Okay. Next time we have Joel Dusha on the show, we let him pick a movie. Oh! <laughs> nah. All right, yep, done. Yeah? Or we'll get him on twice next year and maybe the second one. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so I'm so like hesitant to commit to Yeah, let's that. not commit. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we could edit this out. No, okay. no, 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 no. Year of fear. Year of fear. All, all right, yes. To pick a movie yeah. next time. Year of fear. Year of fear. We all need to embrace Carney's 30 seconds of courage. Yeah. Except seconds. stretch it out over a year somehow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, well, to close this out, so you guys might remember last year we got an email from Rhiannon. So she sent us an email, she listened to and her email was entitled Scared to Go Got Brave, in which she told us about her insane but impressive mission to watch all the movies we'd covered up until that point in October of last year. That's right, that's right. Which she did. And so she came out of it the other end 
brave. Uh, correct my memory. Did she say at the time she was going to stockpile them again for the next year? 100%. That's so, it. That's it. So she was saving them all for October again this year. Can I just say, knowing what we just talked about, all the soft backing yeah, yeah, episodes yeah. came out after October. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she has had to go hard. Oh, yeah. Okay. Exactly right. So, yeah, I emailed her the other week. Said, Just start with, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I asked her for an update. She had one, uh, and so she sent it through. So I'll share you guys what she told us. So she starts by saying that after having done her second horror marathon, she can confirm once and for all that she is a brave girl now. Oh, wow. Oh, She's congrats. locked it in. We're changing yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah, fuck. So it makes this podcast worth it. <laughs> she did say that her marathon took a bit longer this year because there was more than 40 movies. And Haunting of Hill House. She included Haunting of Hill House for our oh. small screen scares. Yeah. We're working hard. And which also did lead to I'm her watching... didn't kill her, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's insane. We literally stretched this out over a whole year. <laughs> She's done in a, well, almost two months because really she kind of needed a bit of extra time. Bit of November got in there as well. But yeah, and she did watch Blind Manor and Midnight Mass as well because oh. um, she was so impressed by Hill House. And she has asked that we, we do that for a future small screen scares. So, like, which we've got a lot of... Oh, yeah. We'll definitely be doing more small screen scares. We haven't exactly picked what series we'll be doing yet we were going to avoid flanagan for our second one because we've already done him but he's just too good he's too fucking so he might ha- he might come out hard in the second one um so as with last year she didn't look anything up about any of these movies beforehand went into all of them blind like that already is like that's bright some yeah. of them imagine going to the wailing knowing nothing oh. well i mean i guess we almost we did, did. <laughs> yeah thanks walker yeah yeah <laughs> as above so below blind would be bad too, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it starts like, out in like a sort of Tomb Raider sort of Yeah, fun. pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know how fucked it's going to get. Yeah. Woman in Black Blind. I would like to be blind while watching that movie, just yeah. so I don't have to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you've got to hear the sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not good either. So, before she talks about how scared she was or wanted, Rihanna wants to do an honourable mention of the movies she said she absolutely loved. And so, two of those were Ravenous and I Am Not a Serial Killer because they mm. both came out of left field for her and were oh, surprisingly yeah. fun. Fucking Ravenous. What yeah. a movie. <laughs> what an incredible movie. Yeah. Adam, bless you. Well yeah. done. Well Another done. great vampire movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's yeah, basically, yeah, pretty basically, much. Yeah. She's basically Dracula. Yeah. Uh, she also said she was a big fan, of were- big fan of werewolves. So, Wolf of Snow Hollow and Werewolves Within also both get a shout out. Awesome. Yep. Respect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she says the Conjuring movies one and two, but not so much three, were also amazing. <laughs> but she does say it is absurd to watch them while knowing the details of the real people they're based on. Which, yes. yeah, we, yeah. We, we try not to think about it. Oh no, I I much prefer Vera Farmiga, Patty Wilson version of the Warrens and the actual real life Warrens, who I think suck. Yeah, yeah, they suck hard. Yeah, yeah. So it's confirmed. You want to come and fight me, Warrens? Do it. Well, one of them's <laughs> dead. They're dead. I think they're both dead. Oh, okay, both yeah. dead. <laughs> well, that means two ghosts. You know what that means. I've won. Tom, Tom, <laughs> Tom did ghosts. it. Hey. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and her next one I actually find super interesting. So she says, despite the fact that we didn't care for it so much, she also really loved The Mist. Oh, yeah. And oh, she yeah. thinks that because she read it completely differently to us, right? And I actually think her takes, it's interesting. So where we saw the ending as a pretty, especially me, unnecessary downer for shock value, much like Dawn of the Dead. She saw it as a statement about the power of hope and how the worst, most horrifying thing a person can do is give up. That you should always keep going, even in the face of certain death, because you never know when the mist might clear. That's that is pretty nice. good. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. He gives up. Yeah. So, like, look, yeah, I I think you're right there, Rihanna, and I, I, oh, it still, still makes me angry, because I'll never not get angry yeah. about that movie, because it's, oof, it goes hard. Uh, but I do like that take. That's really, really very good. 
so she goes on to say that Crimson Peak and Babadook both reminded of her why the entire premise of our podcast is so incredible. Namely, if she didn't have this show pushing her to watch movies that she would otherwise deem too scary to attempt, she would have never seen these two incredible films. Mm. And yeah, I kind of feel like that's, especially for me, the message of this year of doing this show, that's sort of been my takeaway. Like, yes, I was scared and not enjoying myself some of the time, but there are definitely movies I've walked away with that I'm like, fuck, those are some... If people ask me for a recommendation, I've got plenty to do to give now. Yeah. Where it used to be like, no, you're asking the wrong guy. Just because I have a horror podcast, I actually am a coward. Like, <laughs> you should not be asking me. Um, Renan also says that without our pod, she would also have never seen the most incredible film of all. The Mummy. Dreamcatcher. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Equally as fucked. Equally nah, as more fucked. More fucked. <laughs> the Mummy 2017 is a great film. Dreamcatcher yeah. is not. Cool. So, yeah. well, part of her reason for love is she goes and say that she didn't know it actually existed, but the book sits pride of place on her Stephen King shelf. She loves Stephen ah. King, loves the book, knows it's a cooker. And she says it's actually hilarious listening to us talking about it because the things that we thought were insane in the book are more insane. Whoa, oh, okay. Yes. I, I, I tell you yeah. what. That's the drugs talking. I do respect, yeah, Kingy when he's like, when there's a movie adaption, you go, that's cooked. And you read yeah. the book and you're like, that's more cooked. Right. Cocaine, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she says the film made, made changes to make them make more sense yeah. than what the book had. So, for example, in the movie, the aliens are real, as we know, and trying to, take, trying to invade Earth. In the book... It's implied in the final chapter the aliens don't even exist and there's no reason why Jonesy does any of the things that he does. What the fuck? What? <laughs> that, I wish they'd done that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, He's just a lunatic. And then likewise, as we know from the movie, Duddits gives his friends psychic powers because he is an alien who is trying to protect them from some sort of future danger. Yeah. But in the book, it just sort of happens somehow and for no reason. Very king, though, to just give Super people powers king. for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't mind. What a fucked book. Yeah, so she says it's a great book. Uh, <laughs> depending on your definition of great, I guess there. Uh, but she says another obvious standout for the year was Haunting of Hill House. Uh, yeah, big time. M- much like me, she was too afraid to watch this series for years because she thought it was going to be too scary. Uh, but she notes it turns out the reason she should have been too afraid to watch it is because it was so deepingly, achingly sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best thing we watched this year. Yeah. She said, oh, she says that we were correct. It's one of the best things on TV. Yeah. yeah. She was also stoked we've covered Aliens. Aliens is one of her favorite movies of all time. Um, but it's also the one that scared her the most. And basically, it, she's got this story about her. It scared her dad terribly, but he also loved it. It was one of those things where he was obsessed with it, even though it scared yeah, him so yeah, much. Yeah. And so, he had all the paraphernalia for years including, like, this Aliens Xenomorph outfit, yeah. which sat on top of her closet oh, no. looking at her as a child every night. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's fucked. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> she was stoked that we that we covered Aliens. She actually says one of the best things about being a brave girl now is that she can re-watch it uh, and have a good time. Awesome. Yeah. She also wants to make a pitch for us watching Aliens 3. <laughs> Sold. So, she says... <laughs> oh, wow, that was fucking easy. Uh, I think... Didn't we spend the entirety of Aliens episode me just talking through the doomed I history? think you said what happened and Damo immediately was like, well, fuck that then. Yeah, because I loved yeah. Aliens yeah. and the ending and I don't want to see that tarnished. So, she says straight off the bat, she wants to acknowledge that Alien 3 and Alien Requiem, both garbage... Uh, and even though Rec Room is very, very bad, it should make the case that three is the worst of them because of the giant dump it takes over the ending of Aliens. Yeah. So there's not a lot of great reasons to watch this movie. But she says there's one reason to watch this movie, which is for almost every person in the world, their first instinct when they're scared is to look behind them to make sure they're alone. But for Rhiannon, when she's scared and she wants to make sure alone, she's alone, her first instinct is to look up oh. and check all four corners uh. of the ceiling. And she says she can now trace that deeply ingrained habit back to one single scene from Aliens 3 and so wants us to join her in her eternal suffering. That's big. Yeah. 
Never thought of that. You're a fear baby. The, the E in year and the E in fear are threes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's our third year. Yeah. Maybe we have to watch Alien 3. Oh, now we have to make that fucking poster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so great films, fun times aside, she says it's time to talk fear. So Rhiannon can say, with absolute confidence, 100%, brave girl now. Great. The moment she realized that she wasn't as afraid of horror movies um, as the way she used to be was during Conjuring 2. Oh. She says it's the scene where Mrs. Conjuring, she can't remember the names, is having a dream about the demon nun being oh. in the house and she follows the nun to Mr. Conjuring's office. Yep. And he's standing <laughs> there. Mr. Mrs. Conjuring. Liz, <laughs> uh, that's not how you talk to my wife, Mrs. Conjuring. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so we know we know that scene. It's uh, standing in front of the, um, painting, the painting, but then the nun comes out. Yeah. And then the shadow walks around. Right, yeah. exactly. So before her first Skeddy Boys marathon, she says she would have been so terrified by that scene that she, first of all, would not have watched the movie and second or would have covered her eyes until the scene was over and likely still had nightmares about it afterwards. But now, with two marathons under her belt, she actually grabbed the remote, cranked the volume up, because she was hell. like, oh, hells yeah, this scene's about to be really scary. That's fucked. Boys, we've created a monster. Yeah, no. That's- I think we've created She says the only thing she felt was giddy excitement. That's a monster. Rhiannon, you've gone too far into the field of bravery. Rhiannon, I'm sorry. <laughs> Pull one out for a fallen, scared girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, here's how I know she's a monster. She goes on to say, that's when she realized that she's a brave girl now and also that she's invincible and can never die and nothing scares her anymore. So, that's big. That, that big calls there. That's, that's the big call you make right up until the point where something comes out and gets you. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oof. She's going to run screaming into the pillar guy, happy as anything. <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to finish by saying what her top three scary moments were. Oh. She says, when she says scared, she means true fear. Oh, so look, good. she's still got a bit of fear under her Didn't know that, that makes me happy. Anymore? Yeah, yeah it sounds like yeah. you're a brave, brave, brave psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> she says, obviously she jumped out of her fucking skin in episode eight of Haunting of Hill House. But she oh, says, that's yeah. fine. That's normal. Not what she's talking about. She's talking about the things that really got under her skin and stuck with her long after she'd finished watching the yeah, movie. Good. Like that. Yeah. So last year was host. This year she's given three places. So in third place, we've got the Crooked Man from Conjuring Two. Yeah, yeah the Crooked fucked. Man was so, but the tent. Yeah, that, the that, tent. That's why worse. Yeah. the tent nearly woman in black just nudged the tent out, yeah. mm. just by ghost stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, for her in general, she thought he was pretty cool most of it. Specifically, it was one moment, and it's the small child wakes up in the neighbor's house and tries to let the dog outside, but then the dog unfolds itself like an Escher figure into. Some creature from hell, terrible nightmare man. Yeah. So that moment, she says she was having a delightful time with Conjuring 2 up until that point, which scared her so badly, she screamed out loud and then instinctively clapped her hand over the mouth so that the crooked man wouldn't hear her. Gives that an 8 out of 10. Great scare, she says. Yeah. And that's three. Yeah. I know what the next two are. <laughs> I don't want to know. Well, she's awarded second place to the entirety of As Above, So Below. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah very she good. She says she couldn't put her finger on exactly what it was about yeah, this film. claustrophobia. That shook her so badly. That's yeah. it. Camera. <laughs> uh, she says maybe found footage format making it feel too real and immediate but as soon as she they found the bizarre ringing phone down in the evil hell cave she fell back into old habits yeah. and actually started covering her eyes and only watching a tiny sliver of the screen through her fingers she says it actually like annoys her that this may this was the only movie that made her do that because she she's gonna rewind she it. actually well she says she hated the movie due to the deeply unlikable protagonist who didn't die like she wanted her to <laughs> Gave that one a four out of ten. Uh, and the winner, which actually this one surprised me a bit. I don't know. I don't know if you guys would have would have guessed it, but she kind of explains why. Is Moonlight Man from Gerald's Game? 
Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, that checks. Yeah. yeah. Not, not scary apart to me. for me because of where it ends. Right. The initial stuff with him and the idea of him. Terrifying. Yeah. Well, she says that she the guy didn't bother at all when she was watching the movie. Yeah. And she says that's probably because she just assumed he wasn't real and so pays, posed no actual threat. Uh, she mentions how there's a monologue in the movie where the Moonlight Man is described as something along the lines of the ghoul that eats woman who is alone at night. And she said that made her laugh out loud and think, oh, Stephen King, you've done it again. And then she turned her loving gaze onto her well-read copy of Dreamcatcher. <laughs> <laughs> but then there was the whole extended ending reveal that he was very much a real guy who was a deformed cannibal serial killer grave robber or whatever the fuck, uh, which was so insane that it soured the rest of the movie for her in retrospect. And she says it just made her completely dismissed the entire thing until later when Rhiannon, a woman who lives alone, turned off all the lights and tried to go to sleep. And that's when her brain went back to the Moonlight Man, who basically is a man who finds women alone and tortures them, torments them sort of thing. So the idea that he was a murderous cannibal monster ghost, negligible, but the idea that he was a real person who was in the room for several days watching the trapped and helpless Jesse slowly die and then doing absolutely nothing about it, she says that got under her skin in a big way. I can, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah, see, I kind of dismissed it in my mind because it got right. goofy at the end. Yeah, yeah, it kind of went off you, the rails. I don't really think about Gerald's game. I don't think about it at all anymore. Well, like, I, if I did, that would be quite disturbing. The fact that yeah. oh, it's not some kind of silly thing. He's actually a real fucked up. Yeah, person. she didn't lick those toes. toes when she yeah. was dying. Yeah, he was a real guy. And then the thing where it's like, well, did the dog eat her husband or did he? Mm. I think it's undone by that terrible bit at the end where she walks up to him in the courtrooms. Yeah, he's like, Ooh. he says, you're, he "You're not real." Oh, that's right. She says real, that to yeah. him, but he was real. Handcuffs. <laughs> it should be a fucked moment, but I think. I don't know. Something about that scene. The lighting of it, maybe. Right. Everything was just a bit goofy and a bit off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gives that one a 7 out of 10. Uh, And lastly, she does want to throw an honourable mention to the bent neck lady from Haunting of Hill House, which didn't scare her so much as fill her with a deeply existential dread which consumed her for days and from which she may never recover. That's the Lake Mungo thing. It's like, what if you're haunted by your own ghost? Yeah, that's the thing. So I think Mungo came out, if she's watched all these in October, I think Mungo came out after that. Ah, you know, it would have. So yeah, she's going to cop that next year. (laughs) If she's been fucked up by that, is she a brave girl? I don't know. I guess it's a... No, No, she is, Sean. I'm going to crank the volume up in Conjuring 2 and lean in. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. that is pretty full on. The fact that just enjoying, mm. enjoying that movie in itself is just, that's that's brave behavior. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. So she says, that's it for this year's movies. Aside from the fact that she just wants to thank us again for making this show. She says, it's honestly had such a profound impact on her and changed her life for the better. That's really lovely. Awesome. We do have one more thing from her though. Yeah. Which is, Rihanna says she also enjoyed hearing about Tom's visit to Haunted <laughs> oh, Asylum. Yeah. Oh, no. Don't tell me she sent a recording or something. <laughs> she says not just because it was hilarious oh, that he believes egg. in ghosts now because of a cat toy, <laughs> uh, but also because his description of the ghost to report Arthur, your pre-mission before the... Uh, yep. Yeah. Reminded her of her own visit to the silent prison. So, boys, I'm sorry, but I'm going to actually quickly ambush you with a little end-of-year scary story. This is bullshit, and I'm upset by this, and I was seconds away from being like, she's great, here's a recommendation for you, watch Loch Ness. Great film. <laughs> you still have that? No, you can still have it. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some comfort. This is, this is a fun one. Oh, this isn't too scary. You're, isn't a, too scary. you're a fucking dog, right. mate. <laughs> too much power over there. Yeah. So Riyadh prefaces this story by saying that she's pretty skeptical when it comes to the supernatural, and while she personally wouldn't say that what happened on this tour was because of a ghost, it definitely was one of the most frightening moments of her life up until that point. So she says up until that point because this happened when she was around 12 years old and her little sister was around eight. 
She says, for some unknown reason, while on holiday in Tassie, her parents decided it'd be fun to take their two young children on the lantern light ghost tour of the notoriously haunted prison. She says, for a bit of context, while on holiday, her family tends to divide into two groups. In one group, there is her dad and her sister, who are both incredibly high-energy people who love to be at the front of every group, volunteer for every activity, and generally engage with everything and everyone around them to what she says is a frankly exhausting degree. And then in the other group is her and her mum. Two people who like to enjoy life at their own pace <sighs> would never choose to stand up when there's option to sit down. This is National Lampoon's ghost tour. <laughs> so normally this arrangement, she says, suits them all perfectly fine. means everyone can enjoy their holiday. Everyone's got a buddy in their little system. Mm. But on this particular occasion, Rhiannon ended up in an awkward spot. At first, she tried to stay close to mum, her usual sidekick. However, being that mum was not 12 years old and scared of the Ghostfield night, every time the ghost tour would stop to tell them a tale of some fresh new horror, Rihanna's mum was perfectly happy to just to wander away from the tour group and just sit down anywhere, outside, in the dark, sort of thing. <sighs> so, inevitably, this ended up with her sitting, yeah, somewhere well outside the small circle of light cast by the tour guide's lantern. Still within sight, but not always within earshot, because uh, her mum did not give a single fuck, basically. <laughs> so, Rhiannon didn't want to follow her mum's footsteps in this situation. She's 12. This is scary. Her dad, however, as mentioned, was on the absolute other end of the spectrum. And because he cannot help himself, when the tour guide explained there'll be no more torches or phones on the tour because the only light source would be the two lanterns, Rhiannon's dad immediately volunteered to carry the second lantern. <sighs> she says this was completely fine. It meant that if she stuck with her dad instead of her mum, she'd be okay. She's in the circle. She's right next to the light. He's too brave. Yeah. But she couldn't hold his hand because he was occupied with holding both the lantern and her little sister. But she could live with that if it meant she got to stay near the light and be near other people. So she switched groups for the night, stuck as close to her dad as possible. Until the tour guide led them to a huge building which turned out to be full of terrible prison cells where many people had lived terrible lives and died terrible deaths. The tour guide told her dad to leave his lantern near the front entrance for safety. Ugh. Uh, then led them through their very bad building and told them many stories of the very bad things that happened there. She says there was one point where they all had to go inside of the cells and the tour guide closed the doors behind them. And that's when she found out that some of the cells had mannequins wearing prisoners' uniforms inside them, including the sack over the head one that you mentioned, Tom. Which she says was not evident until you were actually inside the cell because there wasn't enough light. Fuck. So glad I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) She says, that was great and fun and not at all the worst. The worst was in fact yet to come because when they finally left the death building, they did so via the back door and the tour guide told them that someone would have to go back through the pitch dark mannequin nightmare prison to get the lantern they left by the front door. And she asked, Skeddy boys, can we guess who immediately and enthusiastically volunteered to Ah, oh, Dad, you son of a bitch. Fucking hell. Correct. It was their traitor's father. <laughs> TD, traitor's dad. <laughs> so this left Rihanna with three choices. Go with her dad and her sister back into that fresh hell, only this time with more darkness and less people. No. Stay with a group of total strangers and listen to yet another ghost story. No. Or leave the meager safety of the group and the single remaining lantern and go join mum. So she chose the third option. She says mum was maybe 30 metres away, sitting on a low wall that surrounded one of the mis- many historic houses at Port Arthur. There was no light sources near them other than the tour guide's lantern and the stars. And she says they were far enough away they couldn't even really hear what the tour guide was saying. Rhiannon says she may have recently joined the ranks of brave girls, but at the time she was very much a scared girl. So she lasted maybe a minute before she started pleading with her mum to rejoin the group because she didn't really like being out there alone in the dark. Her mum, who she says may henceforth be known as the Queen of Foreshadowing, wrapped her arm around Rhiannon's shoulders and said, Sweetheart, there's nothing to be frightened of. Mummy's right here and I will never, ever leave you. Mm. 
She says her, she remembers her saying those exact words with perfect clarity because irony has seared them it forever into her memory. And that's because as soon as the words were out of her mother's lying mouth, the night suddenly erupted with the loudest sound she'd ever heard. And not only was there this huge roaring noise coming from all around them, the wall underneath them started shaking violently. She says, terrified, out of her mind, she jumped to her feet and spun around to see what new portal to hell had opened up immediately behind them and realised that the wall they were sitting on was not, in fact, a wall at all. It was a huge air conditioning unit, which had just switched itself on. <laughs> Fucking hell. So now shaking with this combination of relief and leftover adrenaline, Rhiannon tried to reach out for her mum's hand only find that space next to her was filled with nothing but empty air. <laughs> so she turned back towards the yes. tour group and saw everyone staring over at her, including her mother, who was now hiding behind her lantern-wielding father. Fucking hell. That is betrayal. That's, that's betrayal. That's deep, rich betrayal to a 12-year-old daughter who just said, I will never, ever leave you. You'd never trust your mum again. <laughs> no. no, you wouldn't. Well, she does go on to say that in her now 28 years of life, she's never once seen that woman run a single step. But on that night, she sprinted 30 metres in three seconds and left her daughter behind to die. Hey, one one thing I will say is we're sitting there being like, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah. We would all do the same. <laughs> Every single one of us would be uh, Rhiannon's mum. I don't know about that. I don't know if it was my little kid next to me. I don't know. I'm actually no, no, gonna... if it was one of us. Oh, so if like you were sitting three, next to three me, Three of us sure. sitting on a wall. Oh. Every man for himself. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's there. Yeah, you reason. can handle yourself, mate. <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't. We're only there because of you, probably. <laughs> we're there because of you. Yeah, uh, 30 seconds of short cardi bravery definitely got us through that You should not door. be able to like buy things online within 30 seconds. <laughs> it, should, it should have a, a, a bravery countdown. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If after 30 seconds are up, you could still buy it. That would be good. She also says that to this day, she cannot tell this story in front of her mum without her crying from laughter and insisting that she made the right call. (laughs) (laughs) No, I respect that at least. No remorse. But she finishes by saying that she learned that night that while she absolutely cannot trust either of her parents to protect her from ghosts or air conditioners, luckily after two years of Skatey Boy marathons, she's brave enough that she can protect herself. Probably. Fuck. Yeah. (sighs) Oh boy. What a year. And it's only going to get worse, boys. Year of fear with these are threes. Yeah, yeah. Year of fear, baby. Coming up hard. I hate it. <laughs> All right. So, well, to finish things off, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone for listening this season. Uh, we are going to take the next two weeks off, um, as we did last year. Get our get our strength back for this year of fear. Maybe find some bravery if we're lucky. If not, just eat a lot. You know, it's Christmas. Um, but we'll be back next year with a bunch of new episodes. Uh, we have a few things cooking to throw in for the next year as well. And we'll hopefully be back with some new guests, some old guests. And as always, three very scared boys. Bring it on. Yeah. No, Sean, bring it on. Damo. Yeah. No, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. You're a free it on, baby. Ving. 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 Does Ving have any really scary movies? Oh, if they are, we'll, we'll sniff them oh, out. We'll find them. We'll find them. You're a fear, baby. And that's all the scary talk we have for this year. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners would like to give us any suggestions for the year of fear, just say hi, all that sort of stuff. You can email us at 3 scaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 50. I'm an awkward trade. Stay scared, everyone. Would you like me to jump in, Tom? You go, mate. The mummy. Oh, yes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.